Hi everyone, my name is John and I am the head of content at Paralect and I'm here today with Mohammed, uh, one of our first founders in the batch one of the Paralect Accelerator. Uh, Mohammed, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and you? Good, fantastic. Um, we're now in week two of the accelerator in phase one, which is the business discovery phase. Um, what kind of insights did you find out in the first week and what are you really looking forward to in this early stage of the accelerator program? I mean, you know, uh, the first week was very emotional point for me a week because it's like uh, I've been thinking of idea for a couple of months now or, or even years. And it's the first time to realize that all this idea will be putting together uh, and 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 just put into something that you can see in your hand, and and actually it will be functioning. That's why it's uh, it's it's a little bit emotion, but but it's very interesting because we're putting like a schedule for what we're planning for the coming uh, months and what is expecting for me and what I'm expecting from. Uh, from the old team, which is uh, which is very um, um, uh, it's very effective, yeah. Great. Uh, let's back up a little bit, and can you tell us about your first impressions of the Parallel Accelerator program? How did you find out about it, and why did you think that it was a good fit for Visa? Generally, uh, it's like um, I've applied for for other accelerators and other programs. Parallel um, mm -hmm. uh, is a little bit different because I mean you understand that it's very frustrated and very time consuming to start something, especially if you don't have the technical expertise, something like, like me. I used to be an immigration lawyer, so I have, I have all the experience in the world to, to, to launch practices and, and, and go through the, the legal world, but I, I, I don't understand anything about starting startups, which, right. which, which here your expertise would come. You've launched startups before, You've you've getting just from from an idea until the uh, the exit phase or whatever the growth phase, and uh, that that's why it's the, the 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 whole idea and concept is totally different. One of the things I'll, I I like also that you've been very straightforward from day one. This is what we would like to do. This is the first interview. This is the second. This is the third. This is the documents that we need you to prepare, and then this this is the results. What I've, what I've seen in other programs or other accelerators that they, they, you can get the interview today and they, they keep you on silence for a couple of months. And then yes. you, you go and do something totally different. That's right. why, that's why the, the whole process was very much professional and I was um, clear what, what I'm expecting next. All right, so that's great to hear. Uh, but you mentioned that you you are or were a practicing lawyer. Uh, how did you decide to build this product? Can you give us sort of the overview of your goal with uh, Visa and what was the inspiration for it? I mean, is uh, practicing law or providing legal services one of the uh, one of the last hurdles that was not. Uh, challenges with startups and apps and and uh, the whole new development of things like uh, like transportation, like tourism. I mean, providing legal services still lying on uh, you can say twenty or twenty five years ago with the same with the same way of delivering the services. You have to go to the office, you have to go to the meeting, and then you have to 
provide the services. It could take up to weeks just to get the proper information. That's why the idea of Visca was born. Actually, Visca was born on the day of the Brexit referendum here in the UK, where I've received more than 100 um, requests for meetings mm -hmm. on my calendar. And it, I mean, because everyone was, was panicking and right. we don't know what to do. Even myself, I don't know what to do. So what will happen next? How to deliver this kind of services? How to use the tools that we have right now to provide uh, services for, for, for a huge uh, number of requests. And I, I searched all the, uh, the service provider or the similar uh, startups and no one was be able to deliver like an, 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 a solution at this time with this. That's why, that's why the idea was Visca was born, just providing uh, uh, especially immigration legal advice in, in a timely manner process without wasting you the lawyer time and the, uh, and the inquirer or the immigrant uh, time. In the same time, you know how much you would pay from day one, the process itself and an ongoing, um, ongoing application process, which something is very, it's, it's not very, it's, it's a kind of vague nowadays. So that's, we're trying to do with immigration advice or immigration legal uh, services, what have been done with other services like the freelancing with Upwork, like the taxi service with Uber and similar. So make it more, much more affordable, streamlined process and uh, easy to understand to the, to, to the general public. That sounds awesome. As someone who has lived, uh, I don't know, almost a decade as an immigrant in a foreign country, having access to quick and fairly priced and straightforward advice whenever problems come up would be definitely a huge plus in, in my opinion. Um, you mentioned that you applied to some other accelerator programs. Uh, did you ever go through with any of them? And uh, did you get any feedback from them or is Parallect Accelerator your first one? Uh, I, I actually joined a couple of uh, uh, other accelerators with, with different stages. Some of them will just give you like um, alignment or just education based about what you're expecting to be other founder and, and how to raise funds and how to done, how to deal with, with, with the technical issues. But it's, um, and also I've applied for, for um, you can say um, a couple of others. I've, I've been not accepting fully in the other ones most of the rejections was based on that, that you have a brilliant idea. We would like to, you need to bring a co-founder who understand technical so can help build the technical mm -hmm. side of the business mm -hmm. uh, and build traction and then come back to us. Mm -hmm. that's, that's most of the rejection that I've received. It's too early for us. You need to build the team and then you can, you can get back to us. Uh, and, and I was very... I've argued with a couple of them that building the team is, is something that you can do uh, once you have an understanding of what you're trying to build. It's much better to have someone who have done this before to join the team. It doesn't have to be co-founder. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the, you know, this, this hype in the, the startup world, if you don't have a technical co-founder, you're not be able to build a startup business, which is, from my understanding and my point of view, it's totally nonsense. You can build a very good technical product 
but you don't need to bring a co-founder who will take a hefty chunk of your equity and uh, and then build the business. There's there's other ways. Right. I mean, that you can you can have a part-time co-founder, you can have a technical team, you can have parts that, for example, like a venture studio, which is something that's still new in the market, but, but I believe it's much better this way. Yeah, and that's what we're moving towards. And the accelerator is sort of our first step into transforming into a venture studio with other founders like yourself. Um, what major challenges have you faced so far trying to build this product um, aside from what you've mentioned already and how do you think you're going to overcome them? I mean, the first challenge is that you are not an entrepreneur. You have not, you have not started startups before. You don't have the understanding of you're a lawyer. How a lawyer just, just you, you have a lawyer mentality. You don't have the startup right. or entrepreneur mentality. That's the first thing people tell me. I'll tell them I've built small businesses or medium businesses before. I know how to, to, to build business from the scratch. Uh, but um, uh, being an entrepreneur with a startup mind, you, you don't have to, you don't need this kind of mentality to, to, to build actual startup. It's small to medium businesses have a very common uh, uh, ground with, with building the startups. At the end of the day, you have to register the company, you have to open a bank account, you have to operate accounting, you have to hire people, which is something that I've done before in, in, in not just in, in, um, in one business, it's in different businesses and in different countries. But the only thing that you don't have a profile that's fit to be an entrepreneur, which is, which is like a challenge. And I like always challenges. That's why I tell them, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, it's not giving a try. I will, I will put all my effort and, and, and timing and to, to, to do something like this because it's like, this is the future. If, right. if we don't build this, because someone else will do and, and build it. Right. And you've already established quite an audience on your YouTube channel. Um, when did you start recording those videos and, and what kind of audience is that? Is it primarily immigrants to the UK? And how do you think that audience will help Visca grow into the future once the MVP is launched? I mean, generally, it's like I'm starting being very active on social media, not just on YouTube, and starting from 2015, with a very simple videos. Um, and I speak, I'm bilingual, I speak English and Arabic. So some of the videos in Arabic and English. And I've started just giving general tips about uh, what what normal, um, what kind of expectation that you you can face when applying for visas, especially for the UK. And then I can, I've added other countries. I've, I've speak about the US, Canada, um, EU in general, in different countries like Germany, Spain, France, and um, also non-EU non, non countries like Serbia and, um, and Ukraine. In, in general, I was trying to give like hands-on experience of, of, of kind of the problems that normal immigrants or people who would like to apply for visa they face what kind of uh, very uh, famous issues about rejections how to avoid them uh, how to deal with a lawyer how to process your application the changes in, in, in laws and regulations and i was trying to make it like with a very simple way to be understand anyone 
or even not thinking about applying for visa or moving to other countries can watch the video understand that the simple message I was trying to deliver. Great. Yeah, that's, it seems like it's working out well for you so far. And I really hope that that audience uh, will carry in and support this product, Visa. Uh, how do you prefer to pronounce it, by the way? Is it Visca? V it's, it's different ways, but, but it's, it's, um, you can say Visca or Vexa. It's depending on how you pronounce it, the, the Z or X. Okay. So, uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's like kind of adding a mystery to the, to the name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out one of them and use it all the time. Um, do you plan to raise investments with the MVP or after the MVP is launched uh, at the end of the accelerator? And uh, if you've talked to uh, any early stage firms or angel investors about Visca, what do you think your challenges could be in raising more money for the project? I mean, definitely the next phase will be looking to raise capital because we need to have, I mean, uh, getting, get, getting this kind of startups, which is, it have a mix of like a platform and a marketplace at the same time will, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's very consuming from, from the terms of the head number that you need to get things off the ground. Uh, it's the, once the technology of there and building a little bit of traction about what is expected from the user and what expected from the lawyers and advisors who join the platform, we'll be able to go and, and start raising uh, our seed round. That, that will be the, the, the first thing. Uh, the focus would be mainly in building a team. Um, uh, we're starting with the Yuki who understand about immigration and could provide uh, a customer service, who can provide uh, uh, interaction between the lawyers and the and the immigrant himself, and also be able to utilize the platform to the next stage because the, the MVP were just very simple tools to use, just giving understanding what is expecting next, but actually building the platform will take um, a substantial amount of investment in time and money. All right, sounds good. I wish you all the best with that process. And I will talk to you, you know, closer to when that starts and, and, and again, and see how it's going. Um, yeah. Uh, we've just started though with the product discovery phase, uh, the first, the first phase of the Parallel Accelerator. Um, just from a high-level view, what part of building and launching Visca are you most excited about? I mean, it's it's gathering all the ideas, all, all the studies and interviews and research that I've done during the last couple of months, and put them onto actually something that could be delivered and put onto the platform. That's, 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 uh, that's, it's, uh, you, you, you cannot say it's, it's an easy, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult, but at, at the beginning, but once you have the guidelines and the understanding, you'll be able to take them to actually able to launch something to, to be used and, and tested at the beta. Great. Uh, what are your impressions so far of the Parallax team? I believe you guys have had, uh, at least four or five meetings so far with your business discovery team, different members from the BA, from design, from the project management, product management side. Um, what were your first impressions working with uh, the team here? Uh, the, the thing I can say the first is the, um, the mentality is different. You, you, I mean, 
you are always looking not to waste a minute, which is like focusing, understanding the plan, what's what's the next step, and 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 always happy to help, which is which is as finding much more interesting. That's 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 um, it's it's like building a win-win situation. Some some programs or um, um, uh, that I would understand or, or was trying to to see others that they put all the the hard work on the on the entrepreneur or the or the team that will launch the business. And instead of it, it have to be it have to be shared. The responsibilities have to be shared between both sides. No one knows everything, so it's much better that it's it's to make it fifty per fifty. To make everything that's that's the wing, which is something that uh, I like about the team and the understanding and um, and also the way they process um, the, the schedule is much more structured and easy to understand from day one. Awesome, that's great to hear. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the idea itself uh, and the product that Visca will become. Um, it aims to help travelers and immigrants quickly get the legal help they need. Um, are you going to launch just in the UK? I haven't really followed UK politics very closely. Like Brexit's been on my radar just because it's been in the news the last couple of years. But um, What's that market look like right now in terms of immigration and overall? And is that going to be your target market to start out in? I mean, generally, we're planning to start in the in the UK as we will we'll launch the MVP. There's uh, the UK market is it's very special because it's not like huge like the US, Canada, Australia. It's it's mid-sized market, but in the same time. Because of the Brexit, the Brexit have been implemented uh, at the beginning of this year, first um, of January two thousand and twenty-one, and the lot, all the immigration system in the UK was turned upside down. I mean, so that will create unique challenges and also huge opportunities. Uh, if you try to address that kind of problems using the traditional ways, you will uh, you. I mean, you will face by lengthy time and also it's very expensive. So we're trying to make it very easy to understand the new changes in the immigration in the UK using the VSCA and also address the, the, the needs of, there is actually 4 million, um, uh, almost 4 million British citizens living in the EU, which mm-hmm. have ma- many problems that were not been before and also about, Five million EU citizens live in the UK. That's around nine to ten million um, possible or target audience that was not doesn't have actual legal solution or or you can say uh, um, a fast solutions to their problems. And the, and 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 the legal challenges that have been created using this this kind of uh, fast changes was never before. So it's like the, the, the timing is is very it's very crucial for us. You have you not just have the Brexit, you have the pandemic, you have the Brexit, and you have also the changes on all this. That's only between the UK and the EU. So that's the best test paid or the launch paid to to launch Visca and 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 also understand about the problems and and solve it with with um, with, with a different solution. Because if you try to solve that kind of problem now with 
with with the traditional ways it's it's um, um, um it's um uh, you can say it will not be the optimum one you have to come up with something that's different yeah i agree um uh, sounds sounds like the timing is uh perfect but for you know good and bad reasons um so you mentioned the covid pandemic which is obviously changing how people think about travel, how people think about immig immigration and relocation to different countries. Um, what do you see that looking like in the future and how can you sort of prepare Visca with that new future in mind? I mean, before the pandemic, it's like, uh, when you try to explain that you can apply, there is an idea that you can apply for visas or getting approved to travel to the countries using your mobile, on your mobile phone, say most of the countries will say, no, we will not accept this. You have to process, you have to go to the embassy, you have to apply for a visa actually, and put like a sticker or event it in your passport. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the idea of having like, uh, starting with the vaccine passport in your mobile, that's, that, that's acceptable. So you don't need to have actual um, uh, physical paper to travel with the passport, at least you just need a passport and, and this vaccine passport or, or, or the other kind of visas. So the idea of delivering visas digitally was something that very hard to, uh, um, uh, to, act, to be accepted, especially by governments. Nowadays, I think delivering visas will start to be like delivering mail or you will have like a pass on your iPhone or Android and you can just take the, the, the confirmation and you travel anywhere you want. So delivering uh, or traveling between countries using digital solutions will be the next phase. In order to have that kind of, of, of approving or delivering visas digitally, you need to have a platform where immigrants and users can go and apply directly for visas and they can uh, receive the uh, approval of this visa in their mobile phone and they can travel. I think the next phase, the, the approval for, especially between countries, will, will need to be done on, in, on you can say, semi-automated way or, or a process. More countries will accept the way that they need to use new digital tools to let people move between borders, which something was not was not accepted or it's very big idea before the pandemic. That's one thing. The second thing that you are, I, I'm based in London uh, and I can work for American company. Uh, I don't have to, but, but I, can, I can take the, if I have the, the, there is no restriction in the world or a pre-approval, I can go tomorrow to Thailand, South Africa, Brazil and stay for a couple of months and stay doing the same job I'm doing. That will create uh, uh, legal challenges and opportunities that was not there before. And you need to have different solutions and tools. That's why Visca will come to address these two things. That you would be able to travel between borders in a digital way with a digital approval um, once the country approved this. And you'll be able to achieve the work from anywhere or um, you can be able to relocate easily in different countries and you are able to understand what kind of opportunities available in that countries. 
Right, and when you mentioned the digital, the digitization of visas, uh, made me think of Estonia and their e-visa program and their e-digital business residency program. Have you followed their story and their development at all? I know they're from our area. They're sort of pushing ahead quickly and seem to be doing it rather successfully. Yes, I mean actually, I've I've uh, I've um, I'm e-resident in Estonia from 2016. Oh, uh, cool. Well, yeah, so I I was I was because I'm uh, it's like kind of early adapters. I've um, I've been following in Estonia for a long time, and the 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 way where they come up with ideas and challenges for the solutions is it's it's more beyond the outside the box that many other countries will be able to copy the success story of Estonia and put it on the uh, uh, long-term visas, nomad visas, and even people would like to relocate and, and start businesses or moving family um, in, in their countries. So the way Estonia have adopted this and changed the mentality that you can you can done everything digitally or even online, which is in 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 non-digitized world, which is delivering visas and immigration, and you have to go to different departments to, to get approved, that's like will will lead the way of more changes on the uh, um, on immigration and visas all, all over the world. That's that's like that's like the hype. Um, the pandemic also have have given Estonia that having an online ID or a digital ID that's something that could be acceptable from everywhere. I mean, before the pandemic, many, many governments will not accept an e-signature. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's the, the default if you, yeah. if you don't have an e-signature. So that's, that's, that's way how thinking are changing and the way delivering general um, legal service will be changed. Well, that's great. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you've experienced the Estonian, the Estonian model and you seem to only have good things to say about it. Um, it's fascinated me just as a bystander, but uh, maybe I'll look into it again. Mm -hmm.